Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, my name is Heather McDade and I am a safeguarding consultant here with ECP Education Child Protection and I am joined by a number of different members of the ECP team and the reason that we're sharing this with all of you today is we've been really inspired by the My Whole Self campaign by Mental Health First Aid England. It's really challenged and brought us to have some really fascinating conversations around my whole self and what we thought we would do is we would share that all with you as we as a team and individually discussed this so what we're going to do now is um, I'm going to ask everyone around the table to introduce themselves their role here at ECP and their reflections on the question what does it mean to bring your whole self to work so let's start ourselves off Hi everyone, my name is Nicole Williamson and I'm the Director at Education Child Protection. When I consider this statement, I think my reflection is that when I bring my whole self to work, I need to reflect and remember that I'm not only a director of a company and who is accountable for that role, but also I have a personality, a characteristic, an experience and a wider world around me that does impact me whilst I'm at work as well. Hi, I'm Katrina Curtis. I'm one of the safeguarding consultants here at ECP. When I reflect on this question, what it means to me is that not only am I a professional and expected to have some level of expertise surrounding my role, I'm also a mum. And quite often I have to remember that I am, I am human um, at the end of the day. And quite often what we talk about does have an impact because we talk about child abuse day in, day out. We talk about adult abuse. And ultimately I have to go home and be able to compartmentalise the information that we process and hold my role as being a mum. But then also similar to that, I have things that I bring to work because of things that happen within my own home environment that goes on outside of this job. But it's being able to sometimes put that at the door where necessary to be able to carry out my role and it's trying to be able to balance the two that can sometimes be quite difficult so that's what it means to me so my name is Leonie Madden and I am the business manager here at ECP I think bringing my whole self to work to me means that there are different things for each individual um, whether that is an additional need, a different personality. Everybody's got various strengths and weaknesses around how they're able to um, do their jobs. And it's about knowing what those are and being able to work as part of a team to support each other with those so that everybody can feel fully accepted at work so that they can thrive within their roles. Um, thanks, everyone. I suppose given that I asked the question, I should probably answer it. Um, my thought around bringing your whole self to work is is both bringing the things that make you uniquely you, but also really celebrating the things that make everyone uniquely them and understanding that they are all going to be different and it isn't a comparison it isn't who is bringing what it's actually at the table we have all of these great differences and our whole selves should be different to everyone's because everyone has to be unique and yeah I think celebrating that as well as acknowledging how you know it can be hard sometimes to maybe bring a vulnerability or you know be different to a someone else and yeah, I think celebrating it is really important. Um, which leads us to another great question that the campaign has asked us to reflect on. And it's, 
what impact does diversity and inclusion have on you? Does that question strike a chord with anyone if they want to jump in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to answer this one in the context of uh, having a disability at work um, and trying to feel included whilst you are trying to manage that disability. So when I bring my whole self to work, I have accessibility needs and ways that my disability impacts how I'm able to complete my job on the day to day. And the impact that that can have is um, it can be really varied, but I think it's really important to share that it also has a certain mental load that comes with it that can impact your whole self. So where um, something really simple like making a cup of tea while you're at work or wanting to support a, a member of your team, if they need something like that, when you have accessibility needs or issues with mobility, there's a whole thought process that you actually have to go through and an additional level of planning, whether that is if you need an adapted chair or an adapted desk, or if you're having issues around accessing your medical care in your own life. There's a whole mental load on top of the normal day-to-day -day that comes with having a disability that I think is really important to share and be open about with teammates. Um, that can sometimes be really hard to do uh, because you don't necessarily want to be bringing it up all the time. But I just think that it's really important to be open and honest about any issues that you're having around that. That's what inclusion uh, means to me, raising awareness about that and making my colleagues aware that actually it might be a difficult day or I've had some additional needs with something so I might be impacted by that so that just people are aware so that people can be considerate and inclusive of any of your needs depending on what they are so yeah I think that that's uh, the context that I would use inclusion and diversity for me um, there there's a whole additional layer when you've got something else going on that that needs to be considered when you're trying to bring your whole self to work yeah thank you so much Leonie um one of the problems with podcasts is none of you were able to see all of us nodding along and just really actively agreeing with what Leonie was saying but it's certainly a, a you know a sense that we got around the table that yeah we're really thankful for for you to be able to kind of share that in such a really eloquent way so yeah thank you Leonie um one of the next questions and ideas to kind of get a discussion going is how would you describe work you and home you and are they different um anyone kind of feel like they want to jump in on that one yeah I'll take this one so I think work me and home me are very different um when I'm at work um, our clients look to me to have a level of expertise surrounding safeguarding um, around online safety, you know, real high risk prevalency areas that we talk about day in, day out in terms of abuse. And my career path is acknowledged in terms of my experience and expertise. You know, and people come to me and they ask questions. Comparatively, when I'm at home, however, I have teenagers and within work, I talk about being safe online, 
you know, what that actually means for other parents and carers. But when I talk to my own children, they look at me as though I know absolutely nothing in terms of what I'm talking about. I'm absolutely not an expert as far as they're concerned. They're the experts in my house and it's not me, which is really interesting because actually in work, it's very different. And at home, it is very different indeed. Um, and just like any of the parents and carers or professionals that we work with, I too experience you know difficulties with my children in terms of trying to set boundaries. Um, Probably more so because I overshare with them. I'm very conscious of the work I've been exposed to in the past, having policed, you know, and I have overshared that with my children. So ultimately, they have this perception that it won't happen to them. They're invincible. Um, so they like to test and push boundaries like all children do. Um, so that's very different. And also working in this world as a professional, I could have had a really hectic morning whereby I feel that I've already done a workload before I've even got to work. You know, having tried to get the children dressed, feed them, drop them off at childminders school, doing packed lunches, you know, just trying to make sure that I remember to brush my teeth or brush my hair before I even get to work <laughs> because I know that people are going to be looking at me um, more so now for a webinar, which I have to look at myself also, which is a reminder <laughs> that I must make sure I get ready in the morning um, to be able to be appropriately dressed and, and act in that capacity. So it, it can be difficult, but that's part and parcel of, you know, being a working mum. And actually, I'm really proud to be a working mum, you know, to be able to show to my children that I am a positive role model. I can have four children and hold down a full time job, you know, and I'm a strong, independent woman. And that for me, I think is really important, you know, to be able to role model to my children. Um, but yeah, work me and home me are are very different um, in terms of how people view me, that is, especially. I don't know whether anybody else has any thoughts on that. <laughs> well, I won't comment on your situation, Katrina, because <laughs> that would be appropriate. But I, I think it's interesting what people perceive you as being at work, and then they make a subsequent perception of what you would be like at home or yeah. outside of work. And I think that judgment follows through. I mean, I've had numerous situations where I've engaged with clients on a personal basis, and after a while, people will say to me, actually, you're quite fun. I wasn't expecting that. And, you know, I'm not really too sure how to take that. Um, or you're not as scary in real life. I'm not really sure how to take that as well. But I think it's interesting that your work persona, there's then an assumption as to what you would be like at home. But equally, people in my personal life have seen me in a work role and are really surprised at the difference. But I also think that's required. Actually, there's a part of you where the different parts of me will display at different times. And I'm perfectly okay with that. And hopefully I'm not too scary to you all. That's the feedback that I'm looking <laughs> no, for right you're now, not scary, guys. you're okay. <laughs> it, it's, it is funny, isn't it? Um, I actually have the opposite. Um, sometimes when people meet me um, in my personal life, people, and you tell them the job you do, they go, oh, that's a big job. And you think, yeah, I think I can. They almost feel shocked that you would have a job in that kind of sector and the type of job that you do. So where you might find it the inverse. I've definitely found it where people are, I think, taken aback or they expect me to be in a different role because, yeah, I, I do. I think it can be quite difficult and different for different people. But also I think in a works capacity, it's funny you mentioned that actually, I know when we go back to do face-to-face -face delivery, I know that I've walked into a room of about 200 delegates and I'm already, people are looking me up and down and, uh, you know, making a judgment, you know, not very receptive to me. Whereas when I finish my training, people come up and talk to me and say, wow, you know, 
you look far too young to have had the experience or have the knowledge that you have to be able to deliver that training. I actually feel really empowered by what you've said, but at the beginning, I wasn't entirely sure that this would be a good training session. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Judgments made, you know, we mm. all naturally, you know, make a judgment on somebody and sometimes we often discriminate. Um, but but obviously that's part of the natural uh, defence mechanism that we mm. have. But actually, you know, sometimes it's really important, you know, don't judge people on face value. Yeah, you um, teach kids that, don't you? Don't judge, do, a bo- but... don't judge a book on its cover, you know. So I suppose we have to learn it as adults as well. Yeah. Um, amazing. All right. Well, we have um, we have another thought to kind of consider, which is, have you ever felt like you've had to leave something at the door while at work? Uh, did you hide your whole self? And did that have an impact on your mental health? Um, anyone fancy that one? I feel like actually maybe that's one that I'd quite like to jump in on. Um, So when I think about leaving something at the door at work, I think when I initially reflected on the question, I thought about, you know, personal day-to-day things. But in fact, actually, when I spent some time really thinking about it, I realised that one of the things that I have and am very proud to have is I have dyslexia I've had dyslexia my whole life um and I've been very lucky to have had support throughout my academic career it's never hindered me but I found that once I went into the workspace the embarrassment that and the shame that I had been very very carefully supported away from and and really told not to even though nobody had made me feel that way, I felt very embarrassed writing a work email where you make a grammatical error or writing a work email where you spell things wrong. Or the one that really gets me is when I have to ask colleagues how to spell a word because Google couldn't even work out what I was trying to say. And I myself internally understand that that's my dyslexia and that's something that I have. But for me, for quite a while, I did not disclose that. Uh, when I came to work because I was fearful that people would do exactly like we've just talked about is make that judgment and it meant that I put extra pressure on myself to quadruple read everything and to overanalyze and it became very very stressful to do a totally unstressful task writing a work email does not nor should it be particularly difficult but I was making the tasks that should be very easy into like Mount Everest because I was so fearful that people would find out that I was dyslexic and actually once I started talking about it openly to people I reverted back to how I felt in school which was this is just something I have I get this support from it and it means I'm great and I my brain works differently and yeah by hiding it in a work capacity it it did impact me and it impacted me negatively and by sharing and bringing it in it has impacted me really positively. So I think that would be my thoughts on that one. I think that that's um, so important to share though and it's really resonating with me as well. I know when I first got diagnosed with a disability, um, if I was going out to a new place to deliver training, there was a part of me that felt some shame over when I was approaching that person, telling them about what my accessibility needs to deliver that training was. And I would find that step really difficult um just because i think again it's about worrying about that prejudgment because i don't look like what people expect a disabled person to look like mm-hmm. i i find i found that really difficult at first but yeah i think sharing that once you you do bring your whole self to work and you do say actually this is what's going on and and 
this is what I need the the impact can be really positive and it can make your job like so much easier so less stressful yes because <laughs> yeah. shame is stressful and embarrassment yeah. is really stressful yes uh, so if you try and kind of tackle that it's not always easy um, and having the initial conversation is usually terrifying and I've certainly shared the conversation with tears before and it's not been because I'm sad it's because I'm probably just really terrified Mm -hmm. and actually it's a release of frustration of actually I've said it out loud and the world didn't come to an end and no one did say anything horrible but it's the fear of it happening yes I think one of the things for me is slightly slightly different to what you've just said but think about fear and judgment if I bring it back to the world of work that we do in terms of safeguarding I think for me previously in a completely different job having worked for the police one of my biggest fears was first telling my my supervisor at the time that I was a victim of domestic abuse. Now what was difficult about that was I was a professional as a police officer and I was living the reality of some of the people that I engaged with within the job Um, and I knew that the minute I disclosed that information everybody that I worked with would know my life and my world and the judgment that would be made about me having been a police officer living in those circumstances surely you should have known better you know you know why would you put your children at risk why did you not leave you know and there are all the sorts of questions that were asked and they're subsequently asked of many victims or survivors of domestic abuse and I think what often people forget is that actually you know even if you have moved on from those abusive relationships you know quite often if you have children with uh, somebody that that abuse still continues and will continue for as long as you have children with them so as much as you might label yourself a survivor ultimately you still continue to live those experiences and actually that could be really quite difficult because you know if you haven't made that disclosure to anybody before and you are living in a toxic relationship or environment that's a huge barrier to actually be able to bring that to work and to say to your supervisor, this is what's going on in my life because I actually haven't got anybody to talk to at the minute, you know, and, and being able to reach out because with that there is consequences. You know, the fear of leaving is often far greater than the fear of staying. And that's for a number of different things. And I imagine there will be people that might listen to this, that they too may be living in similar circumstances and might not want to tell somebody. Um, and, and just because you're a professional, just because you're an adult, that shouldn't stop you from being able to talk to somebody, you know, and to bring your whole self to work, to be able to get the support that you need. Because at the end of the day, we are we are only human. And I think that's really important to bear in mind. So important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose this kind of, follows up on all of the different discussions we've been having um at what stage did you feel empowered to bring your whole self to work and and really how did this benefit I think we've all touched on it a little bit but does anyone kind of want to jump in and try and formulate that in a in an answer yeah I mean I'm happy to take this one I think it's an interesting one for me because I differentiate my work and personal life significantly. And I think of all of the leadership roles I've had historically, I don't think possibly some of colleagues I've worked with, people I've line managed, would ever have had a real insight into my whole self. They would have left with a professional view on my competency and capability, but that may have been it. And over years, I think I've allowed that boundary to move for the positive um, in order to do that. But I think one thing when that when you said that question, Heather, um, COVID, I think, is one thing that has empowered me because actually 
in every situation that I'm in as a leader, I look at, I need to ensure that I have control and I'm able to support and I'm able to cascade. And that's really important. You're the pillar. You're the person that people look to. So that's really important that it's continuously stable. And I think COVID was probably one of the only points in my career where I couldn't control the situation that I was in. And I couldn't control the situation with the business. I couldn't even be open and transparent because I didn't understand what was happening and I needed to work through that day to day. And whilst I could give that message behind the scenes, actually, that was challenging for me personally, as it has been for everybody sitting around the table. And I can remember, and Heather, you can probably remember, there was one particular Zoom meeting that we had where actually... I felt quite emotional and I was quite taken aback because that's not something that I display in a work capacity. My emotions are separate and what I need to do is present strength. So I I think actually COVID has caused a lot of people to reflect in a number of different ways. And COVID probably empowered me to stop for a moment and say, actually, I am any human. And it's perfectly acceptable for me to say to a team that I manage, I'm struggling. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that was quite a pivotal moment for me and actually I didn't walk away thinking it was weakness whereas in years gone by previous roles I probably would have walked away and gone you really dropped the ball there that wasn't okay you need to redeem that whereas that's not how I felt well I mean as someone who was on the call I remember just I definitely thought it was a huge sign of strength I remember thinking it was hugely and I wouldn't say positive because it was a tough tough conversation I don't think it was a positive there in that moment but I think it encouraged and gave all of us almost permission to be our full selves and to be you know we're all human and I I do I do remember thinking of having nothing but admiration and shared feeling of yeah we're all in this together and we don't know what's happening so yeah your memory and pattern of that I remember it as as positively and hopefully as positively as you kind of remember it from different different aspects of the screen and it's okay to show you're not okay yeah and I think actually thinking of the culture that we hope to have at ECP it's okay to show you're not okay otherwise we're setting a precedent that that's not the normality or that's not the unattainable way it should be. yeah can't yeah. be okay all of the time <laughs> yeah absolutely um I think we're probably getting to the conclusion just of our our thoughts and I suppose the last one is one that maybe I think we've all got personal but as well as professional thoughts on is what can we do to help people feel like they can bring their whole selves to work I suppose stuff like this help um anyone any other thoughts on this one I think that leading by example is really important Um, a little bit like the conversation that you and Nicole just had I think that there has historically been a bit of a culture about what presents strength and what presents leadership in the workplace Um, but actually getting to hear from the team that it it didn't feel like a weakness and actually that that transparency and openness to a certain degree whatever you're comfortable with um, is does come across as strength and it also opens up that door for everybody else to kind of be a part of that and bring our whole selves to work I think is is one thing that's a really important takeaway from from this conversation that um leading by example Mm. is really important and just letting people know that there is that safe space there to have that conversation by making sure that you're having them too Mm. yeah definitely And, and having the time to do that as well because I think Probably you don't bring your whole self to work on occasions because there's not enough hours in the day to do Mm -hmm. your job role, never mind to be yourself within your job role. So I think as a company, it's important that we continue to have time 
together just to reflect and we have those touch points and hopefully post covid we do some of that outside of work in spaces that aren't professionally linked that yeah we can yeah relax and spend time with each other and i think that's important because we are only human and i spend more time with you all than i do anyone else in my life so if we can't bring our whole selves into that then yeah Yeah. that's a really challenging situation i think it's really important to have an open dialogue as well and to get to know your colleagues to know what their their trigger points are to be able to identify when they're not having a good day having those conversations actually how would i know if you're not coping particularly well today you know actually what is one of your coping strategies because actually if i recognize that you're having a really bad day then i might having known that your coping strategy is Netflix, ask you, so what Netflix series are you going to be watching tonight? Um, and that's me trying to prompt you to think about actually mm. what, what can you do to be able to support yourself? Because I'm not going home with you at the end of the day, but I want to make sure that you're okay. Um, and really interestingly, I listened to somebody else talk recently at a conference and quite often he said that, you know, often we say to people, you know, just give me a call anytime that you need me. I'm always at the end of the phone. I'm here to listen. You know, and we we say that, don't we, quite flippantly, but actually what we should do is just randomly pick up the phone and say, hi, only me, just checking in, are you okay? He said, because what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say to you, I'm really sorry, I haven't got time to talk at the minute. And and that's the worst. Mm -hmm. So rather than just saying, you know, if ever you need me, just give me a call or message, I'm always here, actually pick up the phone and say, are you all right? You know, is there anything that you need or it would be great if we could catch up at sometime soon and so actively reaching out Mm. to people I think is a really key thing not just in work but of course in our personal lives too Mm. and and that's how we set you know lead by example essentially isn't Mm. it and one of the ways I think as a company that we do that is we um, share through social media um, things that we create things that obviously other organizations create we promote you know to really push what it means in terms of you know positive mental well-being Mm. you know how actually people can actively participate in mindfulness and what that means because it's not just about being physically uh, healthy it's about being emotionally healthy too and that's all part and parcel of everything that we've spoken about today Mm. yeah absolutely um well thank you to everyone around the table um but also thank you to everyone who's listening it's probably quite rare that we sit down in such an informal capacity normally you've got us for a three-hour session or a six-hour session and we've got aims and objectives to go through um but hopefully this is us showing you our whole selves we are uh you know consultants and business managers and directors and we are those experts in those fields but we're also mums and people who have you know families and disabilities and have personal lives and have ups and downs so yeah this is our attempt to continue to be part of our whole selves in the workspace